Welcome to the Swimming From Home talk show. I'm here with Mike Litzinger, uh, uh, head coach of Notre Dame. Um, now, to get started, can you just take me kind of through your women's and men's ACC meets? And, um, you know, that's kind of the last competition ever, everyone sure. had. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, we, we have felt that uh, over the last couple of years, we've arrived into that upper echelon uh, part of the ACC. Uh, as you know, it's an incredibly competitive conference with great athletes and really good coaches. Uh, so our goal has kind of changed over the last couple of years. We want to be competitive at that ACC level, no question about it. But we also want to focus on the NCAAs. And I believe we're in a league that can fin you can finish fourth in the league, but you can still be a top 12 team in the country, right? So uh, I, I really feel that when we talk uh, as a team, you know, we're not worried about placing, we're worried about let's get people to the meet and then move on and, you know, go for that NCA finish. Uh, and that's kind of the attitude that we've had on both of these uh, men's and women's championships this year. And, you know, our women have really done a nice job climbing from seventh my first year at Notre Dame. We were fourth last year. We had a great senior class that led us a year ago. Uh, very young this year, but we battled to a pretty good finish this year. We were fifth by a little bit, carried by some great diving and a couple of really strong freshman performances. But at the end of the day, we were going to get seven six or seven women to the meet and we were ready to go for that piece of it. Um, and the uh, same thing with the men, you know, we started off in seventh place my first year. We went as high as third. Uh, we had uh, not a great meet a year ago. So we were focused on uh, performing a little bit more holistically as a team. And of course uh, we had a fantastic men's meet with uh, Zach Aiden kind of really coming of age uh, went into events, uh, freshman of the year, Jack Hogland, and the supporting cast of uh, relay swimmers, uh, backstroker Jack Montessi, uh, really doing a great job. So we were primed. And of course, if you would have scored the NCAA meet out, we would have been 14th. So I think we're taking our steps in the right direction and kind of adjusting our goals as we go along. But ACCs are always fun. Mm -hmm. um, now you mentioned Zach Aiden and I, I would like to sidetrack just a little. I, sure. I was just curious as, as to how, um, you know, someone like him who was from San Antonio, so just mm -hmm. down the road from me, I'm, I'm in Austin. Um, sure. You know, he was, he was, a, he was a, a pretty top-level recruit. Um, what, what was the recruiting process like for him, and, and what do you think um, he saw in Notre Dame? Yeah, uh, well, Zach uh, – I think he values the academic experience and the swimming experience. Uh, coach Aaron Bell, who was our main recruiting coach for Zach and certainly works with him on a daily basis here at Notre Dame, uh, identified him early, had some great conversations with him. Uh, we set up a trip to visit Zach. I actually knew Zach's coach, Lou Walker, uh, at Alamo area. He's now retired, uh, but when he was a head coach at Syracuse and I knew Lou as a high school swimmer when I was in upstate New York and uh, had an opportunity to work with Lou throughout my early in my coaching career. So we had a relationship there and uh, we ended up visiting Zach and his parents and, uh, you know, 
we sold Notre Dame to them. And uh, I think Zach really kind of appreciates that balance that we have and believed in what we were trying to do. And, uh, you know, as well as you know, once you get one, you get two, right? And you get three and you get four. And we promised we'd surround him with a really great training group. And we've done that. And I think we've seen the fruits of those labors now. But Zach's a Notre Dame guy. I think he really appreciated it. And uh, he's found a home. Yeah. And uh, and could, could you talk a little bit about what that training group has been like now that he's been there for a couple of years? Yeah. It, you know, his first year, uh, we had uh, two seniors that really kind of uh, told Zach how it was going to go. And uh, this is my second year coaching at Notre Dame, and we had some cultural changes, and uh, the two seniors uh, really took Zach under his wing, under their wings, and really did a great job, and Ben Janney and Richard Mannix uh, are, are their names, and they were pretty good milers for us, uh, and uh, Aaron Bell was running the group and doing a great job with it, and Zach just took off his freshman year. Uh, the sophomore year, it was a little bit more difficult. He was kind of on an island alone, uh, working, training hard, had a great midseason meet, and didn't really finish the way that we had thought. So, uh, you know, he took the summer, went to Texas. I think it was a good experience for him. Um, swam decently at the World University Games, uh, but it really came back with a fire this year and we sat down and mapped out a great plan. He and Coach Bell uh, had gone over it uh, many, many times. And with the influx of freshmen that we had, he then took on that leadership role in the group and started kind of governing, hey, here's, let's go, let's pick this up. Here's how we're gonna do it. And with a great supporting cast of freshmen and Sadler McKean, who was also in that group um, and Aaron Schultz, those guys really took off this year. So. It's been a progress, but uh, a really good one and fun one to watch. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess kind of getting back to that, you know, you guys had a great ACC meet, and then could you take me through kind of those next few weeks of, you know, when when the quarantine kind of started to hit, when things started to get canceled? Yeah, you know, post-ACCs was, uh, you know, kind of call it a little bit decompression because after, you know, four days of racing, you want to kind of pull back a little bit and, and refresh and let the system recover. But we had a couple of guys go to a last chance meet in at Purdue and they rang the bell. Jack Montessi <laughs> broke both our school records in the backstroke qualified. Our medley relay went two and a half seconds faster, went 306. And uh, uh, we got a fl two flyers in and uh, breaststroker went faster. So we probably had a world record type of uh, last chance meet. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so we were really high that the week, right? The week leading into the quarantine uh, announcement and the cancellations of the NCAA. So uh, our guys were fired up. And of course the women were preparing to leave and, um, at uh, three o'clock, we usually dive in the water, uh, but I got called to an athletic department meeting where they announced a cancellation of the championship. So my first contact with the team that Thursday afternoon was, all right, we're going to sit down. Here's the plan. Uh, you know, we got to fly you guys home tomorrow morning. And, uh, you know, it was quite a shocking end for our seniors. Uh, they were 
you know, truly disappointed that he couldn't finish the year out. But uh, right away in true Notre Dame fashion, I think they understood um, there was a bigger thing out there than just the, the championship while it was very disappointing. But they were really ready to go. Our, our, our women and men were primed and, and ready to, to, to fight a good championship. So it was disappointing, but um, I think they had really good perspective. And uh, uh, we talked to everybody individually afterwards, but the, the number one thing on our mind was getting everybody home, getting them safe, getting them to a place where um, we knew they could be uh, surrounded by their family at mm -hmm. that time. And so how have you since, you know, what is your role as a head coach looked like since that, you know, since everyone leaving? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we went through a bunch of meetings right afterwards uh, to try and determine a path. And of course there is no path right now. Right. You know, uh, the best thing that we can do now as coaches is continue to communicate with our athletes, uh, support them, uh, support them in the online learning. I think we're down to two weeks of really, uh, you know, distance learning in the classroom uh, before a summer session or uh, the spring session ends. So we've been in tight communication with our team. Uh, we've had uh, Zoom meetings by class, Zoom meetings by group, uh, Zoom meetings uh, with a virtual awards banquet. So it's been two to three times a week that we've been in touch with our, our people. And, and uh, you know, the other thing is, is I really try hard to communicate with the parents. Here's where we are. Here's where Notre Dame stands. Um, you know, it, it, I think it's really important that the best thing we can do is make sure that we're continually reaching out and stimulating and keeping those relationships alive. Yeah. Um, again, kind of getting off topic. So what, what is your, I don't know much about you. What's your coaching background? <laughs> How did you get into swimming? You know, what, what led you to Notre Dame? Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you, it's a, it's a really interesting story. I was a, uh, accepted to law school at Duquesne university okay. in uh, Pennsylvania coming out of high school. And my father said, Hey, take the summer off and, do whatever you want to do. And uh, cause I know you'll be working hard for the next three years. And um, I said, I'm going to go down to university of Alabama and work for Don Gambrell, the 1984 Olympic swim coach. And everybody kind of looked at me cross-eyed and I went down and worked at Alabama swim camp for six weeks uh, just as a counselor. But I asked if I could always spend some time on the pool deck. And of course, uh, you know, John T. Skinner, Vance Rose, uh, a lot of those coaches were down there at the time. And uh, I'd show up to every college practice, walk the kids back and forth to the dorm. Next thing I know, coach is like, hey, I'm going recruiting. Can you take the morning group for me? And I'm coaching the college kids. And uh, at the end of the camp, I was kind of almost running the, running the whole camp and uh, enjoyed it. I uh, really appreciated the, the, leeway that they gave me there and then coach Gamble was like hey we need to get you in the sport and I was like I'm going to law school in about three weeks and he made a couple phone calls and I got a uh, graduate assistantship at the University of Iowa so I had to break the news to my parents and after that uh, I spent two uh, years at the University of Iowa as a graduate assistant coach and uh, you know had a really great experience at Iowa we were um, second in the Big Ten um, 
for the two and a half years I was there actually. And, uh, you know, ended up, uh, uh, you know, finishing top 15 in the country. And I was off to coaching at St. Bonaventure, then to Ohio State, head coach at Utah, uh, associate head coach at North Carolina, and then uh, spring of 2015, landed at Notre Dame. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I asked, I asked another head coach this, but you know, you've obviously been in the sport for a long time and you know, that's a very cool story about uh, sure. getting to coach with Don. Do you have some favorite memories um, either as of your time as a swimmer or as a coach? Sure. Yeah. I swam division three uh, at Hobart Williams Smith college in upstate New York. And um, my, uh, my college coach, uh, his name is Bob Beaudry. Um, Cortland State grad went went there with Doc Councilman and kind of had that kind of school of thought. Uh, even though it was Division three, I really loved my, the interaction I had with my teammates. And um, by the end of my senior year, you know, I was helping coach with the lineups and things like that. So it always piqued my interest on the dynamic of a team and uh, what what's that like and how do you progress as a as a team and. Uh, it's one of the reasons I chose to go down to, to Alabama because they were uh, knocking on the door of a national championship. They never quite got there, but uh, you know, Don was the Olympic coach is fresh off the Olympic uh, the Olympics the year before. So this was 1985 of all times, yeah. but uh, um, you know, it was really great to see some of those world record holders, you know, John's Peter Burnt was there. He's a world record holder in the IM at the time. And, um, incredible story there. Uh, when I was there, uh, there was a young man who was uh, at the camp. He was 13 years old and he stayed for the whole camp. So on the weekends when everybody would take off, I was kind of in charge of making sure this camper was okay. And he was a little homesick to start off with. So I put up a couple of Nerf hoops and we play full court Nerf hoops in the hallway. Uh, mm-hmm. And that young swimmer's name was Eric Namesnick. So, <laughs> <laughs> Eric oh, wow. and I developed this great relationship over the years. And of course, uh, you know, sad to see him, uh, you know, not on this earth anymore and thoughts and prayers are with his family, but uh, it was great to really, you know, watching Eric develop as an athlete, hang around those coaches, um, Ray Buzzard's another guy I used to work swim camps with every summer. I was single for a long, long time and able to just take off in the summers and work swim camps. So I was everywhere from Notre Dame to Michigan to, uh, you know, Tennessee to uh, all over the place. So I wanted to gather as much knowledge as I could. And, and uh, you know, Ray Buzzard is one of those guys that brought a football mentality to swimming and, uh, he was a hell of a technician, and all my sp- stroke progressions um, kind of traveled through the Tennessee and the, through the Alabama um, experiences because those guys really knew what it was like to build a stroke. And, and uh, so, you know, some of those mentorships that I had and even Glenn Patton at Iowa because he was uh, uh, a you know, wheeler dealer and recruiting and Bill Wadley at, at Ohio State, who I was lucky enough to work for. And, um, you know, those guys really made an impression on me and taught me the value of not only uh, being a technician, but really try to hard to develop the great team atmosphere and excitement and feeding off each other. And uh, 
really, uh, you know, when you can feed off someone else's performance, it just inspires the next one. So a lot of, a lot of old stories back there, Coleman, you know, <laughs> a lot of old yeah. stories, but good stuff. Do, you know, do you, do you have a, a favorite race that you've ever witnessed in person? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of them. Uh, when I was at UNC, uh, fortunate enough, Stephanie Peacock won the mile, uh, that year at Auburn and, uh, Rich DeSelm, who I, I love and had worked for, uh, for seven years, uh, Rich and I like ran the whole mile with her, you know? So, uh, <laughs> it was great running up and down the pool deck at Auburn and, and uh, to have her touch, touch that, uh, you know, she touched out the, uh, gal from Georgia I can't remember her name but uh, uh, it was really fun and that was something that you know you'll never forget when you have a hand in in helping and even though she swam mostly with Rich and I, I have a great relationship with Stephanie but it was a blast to watch that happen you know and and you know to get my steps in at the same time because I was running up and down the pool <laughs> with her so it was really good absolutely yeah um do you, you know, you talked a lot about technique and, and, and the technicians you learn from. Do you find yourself focusing on technique a lot when, especially for, for incoming freshmen? Yeah. yeah you know, um, I think as a head coach, uh, you always would want to do more. And I know I always want to do more, you know, uh, your position changes a lot when you go from assistant to head and, and, you know, you're responsible for everybody then. And, and, uh, I coach the middle distance stroke group. So that's a very large group, flyback breasts, some IMers, some sprint kids. And, and uh, you know, we try to focus as much as we possibly can on it. But I think there's always room for technical work. And um, I, I always find myself at the end of the year saying, well, those are really good things. We did some really awesome things. And we built some great underwater swims. And we built some good turns. But I always think there's more to do. And uh, you learn from everybody that you coach because um, you see one kid do it perfectly one way and then you'll see another, you know, athlete come in and make you think about, well, wow, you know, I never really thought about the way that, uh, you know, this person's head position is or what, how's their kick driving the stroke or where, where their hands are. The other night on, uh, you know, the, uh, the NBC channel, they're, they're redoing a lot of the Olympics, right? I'm sure you're yeah. watching it. Yeah. And so you're watching like Phelps and I was watching the 800 free relay and they did a, uh, you know, a freeze frame of him and how many people really recognize the fact that both your hands, if you're really catching water in the freestyle, both your hands are right out front in the same spot, right? Almost, you know, and uh, Kevin McNamee, a coach I used to work with at St. Bonaventure, fantastic technician as well. He always used to call it the third quadrant of crawl stroke, right? So you break it up into four quadrants. And I was like, there it is, the three quadrant crawl, you know, <laughs> I got to get back to that. I got to get back to that. So there's always more to do, but um, we do have some standards here and we try to uh, teach some basic things about uh, stroke count in the wall or uh, head down position or uh, you know, some key, key things that we do, especially with butterfly and breaststroke. And, uh, it's really important that we, uh, continue to focus on that and develop younger swimmers. Yeah. You, you mentioned, you know, you learn from every swimmer. Has there been a swimmer or a couple swimmers that have been 
the most influential to you in terms of your technique theory? Yeah, I mean, um, so Helen Moffitt at the uh, University of North Carolina is is one. Um, when she came in as a freshman, uh, she was very talented, of course, but just the way that she developed her underwaters over the the two years I had her there uh, and was able to work with her was pretty amazing. And that's, that's a kid that, that found their groove uh, and, um, you know, learned how to use that explosiveness and learned how to, to really maximize her, the shape of her upper body and how her core works and her down kick and her up kick being very equal and how she generated power there. And uh, that's something that you can, you know, always take with you someplace else. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, is that I always look for, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a gut factor, a heart factor. And Helen had a lot of heart. She loved the race. It's like Zach Aiden, you know, when it gets tough, all of a sudden, just like the, uh, you know, the movie, um, uh, the comedy movie about rock stars, they turn it up to 11, right? You know, you know, there's, they don't go to 10, they go to 11. And when you see those things happen, uh, you know, it's kind of magical and especially development of technique or uh, you see somebody like I had Ben Colley at North Carolina, who was a 148 flyer coming through the door. He went 141, but the big swim was 156 at nationals and made the national team. And, you know, we worked an awful lot on how he brought his hands around and uh, closure at the front of the stroke to allow his length. He's a tall guy and let his hips come up and uh, finish his kickoff. That, those things are huge when you can break them down and take a look at them and see how it carries over 50 meters. It's really amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is amazing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you know, it gets me excited just to hear, yeah. <laughs> hear stories like that or hear true, how, true. how those little things can make big differences. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mike, any, any closing thoughts you've got on just kind of moving forward through this time? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I, I think everybody's going to come out of this just fine. Um, the big thing I told the team was, every generation kind of has its moment, right? Uh, when I was in college, it was Glasnost, right? The Berlin Wall came down. And then I remember being on the pool deck at St. Bonaventure when the radio went off and we found out that it was the first Iraqi war, right? And that kind of jarred a lot of the, the younger generation. And what was that? Because all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing stuff on television that you've never seen before. Uh, you know, and then you, then you move on to the uh, 9-11, right? And that changed the way we traveled and thought. And I think that this is this generation's moment, this, this time. And uh, we'll certainly mark this down on, in the history books, but it's how we come out of it that's really going to define us. And uh, I think, especially swimming, the swimming community and the coaches, coaching community, I think we're all smart enough and have good enough perspective that we can come out better than we entered this thing. It's a lot of time to interest, have introspection, 
do some reading, do things like we're doing right now, talk, um, and uh, find a way to build character uh, and a little bit more of perseverance as we come out of this thing. So uh, that's kind of my message to the team at this point. But, uh, you know, I, I think that we're in a really great, great sport and some things that happen to us don't happen to normal people out there. So I, I, I really love to have the opportunity to work with young people to, to try to give back as much as we can to work with my fellow coaches uh, and to advance the sport kind of like you're doing with these shows. Oh, that, that's high praise. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, uh, and thank you for your time, Mike. Yeah, Coleman, I really appreciate it. Thank you.